listen close, I am a craft master Grind now, and know the shine coming after What's going on everyone? Welcome to this edition of the Craft Master Podcast On this episode we have a Chino Hills prodigy, California basketball legend Former number two pick in the 2017 NBA Jackson Los Angeles Lakers and current point guard for the New Orleans Pelicans. Craftmaster Podcast would love to introduce to you Lonzo Bull. Yo, what up, bro? How you doing, man? I'm chilling, bro. Appreciate you having me. Nah, I appreciate you coming on, bro. So, how's life been during the pandemic? Oh, I mean, a lot of family time and really just working out, honestly. I mean, there's nothing else you really can do out here. Um, LA, everything's pretty much still still shut down. So, um, you know, just in the gym during the day and with the family at night. Smooth, smooth, smooth. How's that, uh, how's that father life going for you? I know we touched on it a little bit before the interview, but how's that going for you, man? Uh, it's, it's going great. Actually, the pandemic, um, you know, gives you more time to spend with the little ones for sure. So for me, just being home a lot more and being able to spend that quality time, you know, with her has, has meant a lot to me. I know it's a lot for her. So y'all just got out of the bubble. Talk to me about your experience in the bubble. And was it as bad as they were saying it was? Was the food that bad? I think everybody did what they needed to do for the bubble to work. I feel like a lot of people had to make a lot of sacrifices. And, you know, the NBA as a whole did an amazing job just getting everybody together to, you know, start the season back up and actually finish out an NBA season and to crown a champion. You know, like, I think that was a big accomplishment just based on the fact that the whole world, you know, was stopped. And um, for us to just keep playing, I think a lot of a lot of pieces, a lot of parts had to be moving and put in place. And and everything came together. Um, it was definitely a different experience. You know, nothing that I've ever been a part of. The games kind of felt like practices. I mean, it's literally just, you know, just your team versus other Nobody team, in you know? there. Nobody else in there. Um, <laughs> no stands, no nothing. Just the court lit up. And and that's it with the referees. Um, the food, I'm not going to lie, the food wasn't the best. I mean, you know, <laughs> like I tell everybody, though, I mean, it's better It's better than starving. So I ain't really complaining. Um, that's but like fact. I said, I that's think a lot, a lot of people definitely – you know, um, had to sacrifice and to see it all come together was, you know, a great thing. That's dope, man. That's dope, man. You've been in L.A. working out with uh, Chris Johnson. How's that been going? Yeah, I uh, just got signed with Clutch, and that was the first person they put me with was Chris. So I've been over there since I've been back home, and uh, it's been an amazing experience for me, um, just based off the fact this is kind of my first time I get to actually put in some real work, you know, in the summer healthy and not having to worry about rehab or nothing. So um, for me, this is definitely a big year coming up, and, you know, Chris is going to be a big part of that. What is it that you want to improve on going into this next year? A lot of focus just on just offensive, you know, weapons, really. Scoring from, you know, all levels, one, two, three, um, different angles on the backboard, finishing better, uh, kind of picking rolls better, just anything that can, you know, make me a more of a weapon, especially in the half court. Uh, it's kind of the main focus for right now. So talk to me about the album you just put out. You called it the Bounce Back album. Talk to me about your message in that album and what you foresaw when you was making the music. Yeah, actually that album's been done for a while. Uh, I got a lot of okay. music that I just, you know, have stored up from over the times. And, you know, I just felt it was time to put another one out. Um, I got another one ready to go whenever I want to, you know, drop that I can. But as far as the bounce back album, I think it was just time. You know, the, the, the world was, you know, like I said, stopped. Everything was yeah. slowed down. So I figured, you know, to get to get the people some new sound. Did you add any tracks to it or everything was complete before you even put it out? No, it was already ready to go. All I had to really do was just get it uh, mixed. And and that was it. I let it fly after that. Everything, 
is in my computer is already done. This isn't getting, you know, mixed and mastered. And then it's, it's, it's ready for y'all to hear. Facts. Let's see you had Demo on there. You had Jello on there. You had uh, Les Stevenson on there. So you yeah. had a few, you had a few dope guests, man. Talk about Jello, man. What, what made Jello hop on? I didn't even know he was a rapper. Uh, yeah, Jello's actually, you know, a, a real rapper. Like, not a lot of people know that about him. You know, people know that I, I can get on the mic and do some things, but as far as like real rapping, I think he definitely has it. Um, people just have to hear it. I know he might have an EP coming out soon, so uh, okay. stay tuned for that. I don't know when he wants to drop that, but I know it's in the works okay. for sure. So uh, stay tuned. I ain't gonna lie. When I first met you, bro, you surprised me with the way you was rapping. You threw me up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, a lot of people say that. Yo, when you when you start when you start getting into music like that, bro? I've been writing music for a long time. Like even as a kid, I used to write poems all the time and just yeah. just be in class. Because if I finish my homework and stuff and I'd be done, you know, with everything, I just put some headphones on. Teachers was cool, you know what I'm saying, and just start writing. Then it just carried over. I mean, you know, during the season, you're on the plane a lot. You traveling a lot, you got a lot of free time. So that's how kind of how I pass time. That's what's up, man. I remember you always used to walk around with the beast, pal. Yeah, man. You know, I always had some plans, So it always. makes sense. It makes sense. So you always knew you wanted to drop an album. For sure. Always knew. Uh, music's just always been a part of my life. I think that was I think that's credit to my pops, really. I think I came out, you know, listening to DMX and 50. So I mean my whole life I've always had, you know, something playing. Who's your who's your top three artists right now? Right now, I got to go Future, Lil oh, Baby, <laughs> and I mean, does Drake count? I don't like putting Drake, Drake in that category, bro. Drake is like, tough, he's, bro. He, he in a different category. For yeah, sure. he's, he's like an artist. He's like a, he's whole different. So I'll probably put Thug in there. Thug at three. Okay. 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 If you had, if you could collaborate with anyone right now, who would it be? Oh, it'd be Future without a doubt. For sure. Future for sure? Without a doubt. You got a, you got a song with Future coming in the future. I see it coming. Hey, man, in the future, what future? I like it. Let's get back to the basketball side of things. So your little brother actually is in a similar position that you were in a couple years ago, a few years ago, actually. What advice do you give to young Melo in these times? Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's crazy because he's doing the same thing that I was, that I had to do but in a completely different way. It's I like mean, he completely didn't go, different, bro. Yeah. Like, so like our paths were like hella different, but we ended up getting to the same, you know, destination. But the thing, the thing I'd be telling him is just stay focused. I mean, we all know how talented he is. You know, anytime he needs help, he has good people around him that he can ask. I'm not the only person that, you know, is in the league that he can talk to. So, I mean, yeah. he has a lot, he has a good support system. At the end of the day, I think it's about just staying in the gym, you know, staying true to the game and, you know, not cheating yourself. Let's talk about your time at UCLA a little bit. So you came into UCLA, you was the number one park guard in the country. You ended up having one of the shit, the best year at UCLA. You was the the main catalyst since like Russell Westbrook and Kevin Love was there. So talk about just that year and what you learned from it. I think that year was amazing. I mean, we really had the the perfect team in my opinion. And that was out without you even playing. I think you would have definitely added, you know, some more highlights to the game for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's a fact. So, that's I mean, fact. the way that that – I think the way that everybody was recruited and the way we all came together was kind of amazing, especially for my game, just because we had, you know, kind of a, you know, fast-paced offense, and then we also had people that shoot. So, I mean, everything that I like to do on the basketball court, I had every piece to use, you know, in a way. So, um, for me, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was a very short stay. Um, very, very short stay. You, know, you knew that, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm happy that I met everybody, though, you know, all my teammates. Uh, the coaches was cool. And um, I definitely enjoyed my time there. 
Oh, man, did you foresee the year going like that, though? Because, I mean, we were, we wasn't number one in the nation, but we was for sure the most popular team in the nation, and you was the most popular player in the nation at that time. So did you foresee all that coming in? I knew it was going to be good. I knew it was going to be good. I didn't know it was going to be that good that fast, because I think from Australia to our first game, it was a it was a big it was difference. It was crazy. People don't even know what happened in Australia. At all. And then if you <laughs> look at our first games, like our first couple of games, and you see the stands, and then you get to see the stands when we was playing during the pack, conference. it was like, Yo. yeah, I don't know if anybody's made a, a turn that quick, you know, with a whole, with a whole school. Yeah, because the year before that, we we had a losing record. Then that following yeah. year, we was top ten in the country and the most total. You know what I'm saying? We get country. to like number two or something. So it was, it was a definitely a fast turnaround. But I mean, like I said, I was you know I was happy to be there. When you was in high school, you was at Chino Hills, and you guys were the number one team in the country. You guys went on to go undefeated that year. Talk to me about that entire season and what you thought about it. Obviously, you thought it was amazing, but just your thought process through going through all of that. I think that that season was definitely legendary. It was it was fast-paced. I mean, I don't think anybody kind of expected that. You know, we knew we had my little brother coming, and that was the one year we got to play together, and we wanted to make the most of it, you know, me and my other brother. So we just kind of, before season even started, like, yeah, we're going we gonna to try to be the best team ever. And um, they set the schedule up. We, we put everybody on there that we knew we had to play in order to, you know, to get to that top spot. And we ended up lining it up and, you know, running through everybody. I mean, sometimes you need, you know, you need skill, you need luck, you need great, you know, we had great coaches, people that pushed us. You know, we only played like five, six dudes, but we actually had, a you know, a whole team in practice that was running lines with us too, you know what I'm saying? So everything definitely came together like it has to do for any team. And to see that all happen, especially with my brothers, I think it was something that's definitely rare and, you know, yeah. might not happen for a long time. Do you think you guys are the best team to ever come out of California? I for sure think it. Definitely, we would get that spot. I think us, maybe it's some teams in the um, 90s, some Crenshaw teams, that was nice. But I think everybody would love to see us play against Brian and them when they was in high school. I think that would be the main game people would want to see. That would have been crazy. Yeah, that would be crazy. Yeah. What you think about the potential of being able to play with your brother again? Yeah, we actually we were just talking about it. I mean, to play with them would be something crazy. I mean, we, we played together in high school, so to meet up in the league and then play again on the same team would be Really a dream come true. That's like a magical story if you think about it. But um, just to see him get drafted, like, it's going to be crazy for me because, you know, to me, he's still my little brother. Like, he, he looked like a little no, kid. Bro. But yo, he's not, he he's getting like, tall, man. I remember, you know what I'm saying? When, yeah. I remember back when we was in college, you was like, yo, he's it. He's it, bro. Like, I'm telling you, he's it. And now you right. see him coming into himself. And it's like, yo, he was no yeah. then saying that. <laughs> Yeah, nah, he's six seven now, you know what I'm saying? Doing his own things, making his own money. So it, it's it's great, you know, seeing him transform into not only the player he is, but, you know, the man he's becoming off the floor. How does he stay sane through it all? Because he, he, he he's got actually really quick. He, yeah, he, he's been in the spotlight for a long time. But I think that him being in the spotlight and making, you know, the mistakes that he's made already has definitely helped him become the person he is today. I mean, now you can tell how much more mature he is from, from high school to when he went back to um, overseas and came back to Australia to where he is now. It's like he makes steps every year in the right direction, and that's all you can ask for. Shout out to Young Mellow, man. Shout out to Young Mellow. Talk about having having Bron as a teammate. I know that's your favorite player ever, but talk about some of the things that you saw that you didn't know before playing with him. Everybody asked me. The main thing that sticks out to me about Bron is probably how 
well he takes care of his body. You know, to be 6'8", you know, 260, 270, however much he weighs, to be able to play that many games and still to be doing what he's doing at a high level. I mean, he's still considered the best player in the world and he's in his 17th year. You know, that doesn't come easy. I, I've seen it day in, day out. He doesn't take no days off. Um, he's always, you know, icing, taking care of his body, um, stretching, doing everything you got to do to be durable for the season. And for me, it's like somebody with that much God-given talent and that much skill, like I don't think guys are taking that part of the game as serious as he has. So yeah. just to see that firsthand is like, man, if, if he's doing if he's doing it, I, I got to do it. You know, he's the best ever and he's putting in more work than everybody. So how are we ever going to catch him if we don't do the same thing? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it shows. I, I was watching an interview, I think, with Iman Sumper the other day, and he was like, LeBron's mental is like on another planet. It was something about somebody was in the corner and he made the shot and he shot like 40% overall. But in that corner, he shot like, I don't know, what, 25%? So right. he gave him that shot in that corner. Has there been a moment with that for you where you was like, damn, like his mental was just on a different level? The thing is, when I was there, I, I had him and I had Rondo. So just to hear them talk on the plane is like, man, those are two of the smartest dudes I've ever, you know, come in, in contact with. You know, shout out to Rondo. He does cheat in everything that we do. But I mean, he's, they're, they're both geniuses, though. And, um, you know, just to hear them talk, especially when they break down film, it's like, man, it's like, it's a whole different language, man. You, it seems like they watched it 10 times before they even see it one time. You know what I'm saying? And for them to do that and just remember everything, like their memory is crazy. Uh, no doubt. Who was that vet for you when you first got to the league? Uh, when I first got to the league, my vet was actually KCP and Jordan Clarkson. Okay. Okay. So, Talk about um, the impact that they had on you. Yeah, I mean, just keeping me out of trouble, man, making sure I just, you know, stayed in the gym, showed me the ropes. They didn't make me carry no bags and nothing like that. They was they was hella cool, so. There was no haven for you, bro? Yeah, it, it was not It was a smooth transition because of them, so I definitely thank them for that. What's up, man? Yo, I see you got tatted up crazy after college. <laughs> I, I promise you, I didn't see any of that coming, man. So what inspired some of those tattoos? Like, what's your favorite tattoo and what inspired the rest of them? Man, I mean, I started with one on the wrist, and that was the plan just to get one. And then, you know, people say you get addicted to it. I guess that's, Is that that's true. Thing. I mean, it's like it hurts, but like once you see <laughs> one, you want to just get more. Everything on me, though, has mean, a meaning. Like, I don't just do stuff just for fun. Like, I did my whole right arm. That's kind of like my life story and stuff. You know, I got my family, my birthday, you know, my daughter's birthday, uh, one of my best friends who passed, um, Bible scripture. Everything that's kind of important to me is on, you know, my right arm. And then my left arm is obviously dedicated to black history. You know, we all know the importance of that, especially, I mean, I mean, I had it before everything kind of came to light, but, you know, I'm, I'm glad that the ball's finally rolling on that now. And people are trying to educate themselves more because, you know, unfortunately the school systems, you know, not really like the way I learned about a lot of stuff is, is not from school, you know, it's from my family, from my uncles, my grandparents and stuff like that. And not everybody has that and not everybody's knowledgeable about that. So, just the fact that it's coming to light now, you know, definitely brings a smile to my face and hopefully, you know, stuff can start changing. Everyone wants to talk about the the negative impact. I don't see it, but the negative impact that your pops may or may not have had on you. But I want you to talk to me about the positive impact that he's had on you, the things he's taught you that have bettered you in life and the things that he's done for you that have bettered you in life. You know, some people don't even have a father in their life. So for him to be there the whole time with me is definitely a blessing. And I don't, you know, take that for granted at all. You know, at the end of the day, I had a couple of injuries, a couple of things that happened that, you know, kind of made my path a little more difficult, I guess, in a way. But that's just life. I mean, I'm not going to blame that on nobody. Um, at the end of the day, stuff happens and i got to deal with it and, you know, to be the best person I can be. But as far as my dad, 
Um, I love him to death. Um, he's always been the same way. Like everybody says he was putting hella pressure on me. It's like, bro, he's been talking like that since I've been born. Like that's just how he is. So, I mean, I, like I said, I love him, man. And I, I don't hold nothing against him. So what's next, bro? When are you dropping the next album, Brody? I mean, well, I'm trying to see how this season going to go next year. Like the, the, the scheduling and stuff, whether it's when the all-star break might be, that's a good time to drop stuff. Could drop something before, before I head over there to training camp maybe, or if it's a shorter season, you know, something right after the season. So, you know, I got, I'll, I'll stay in touch with you and give you an early leak. My man, my man, my man. What has been your biggest challenge on the court so far? I think my biggest challenge is coming back from injuries because yeah. I like my whole life, I ain't never got hurt. So for me to actually, you know, get hurt and, you know, had to get surgery on my knee and stuff is like, it was totally different for me. So just coming back from that and kind of trusting my body, be able to do the things that I want, that I know I could do on the court, probably the biggest thing for sure. Who is kind of there with you through it all? Like when you was going through the injuries and going through that process, like who was there with you and how did you get through all of that? Yeah, Demo's been with me since high school. So um, he's definitely, you know, one of my strongest support systems um, behind me. Still takes me all my, work all my workouts to this day. So I see him every day. He's always on me, you know, watching film and stuff. So he's definitely the, the person who takes care of all that. Yeah, Demo been with you for a minute, bro. Right. A minute. How long? How, you know, you say you know him since high school? No, I've known him since I've been like five years old, bro. My dad used to okay. train him when he was in high school. And then um, he ended up, well, the year he was supposed to come out, that uh, had the lockout. So he ended up going overseas. He played over there and stuff. And then I think he played for like six years. Then he got hurt and came back and started coaching, coaching me at high school. And he's been with me ever since. Demo's the man, bro. Demo's sure. the man. I was reading the article and you said you are looking to finally lead your career. And that was one of the reasons why you did a recent agency switch from Rock Nation to Clutch. Can you elaborate more on that statement? Um, I think just me picking my own agency was the first step. I think that we kind of all went to Rock Nation as a family. You know, obviously it was a great decision for my little brother and stuff. And, you know, I was rolling with it. But at the end of the day, I wanted to do what's best for me. And I felt that was going, you know, with Rich and them at Clutch. So I just made that call myself. You know, I told my family that's what I wanted to do. And they were behind me 100%. Got a whole different workout regimen, you know, put everything together the way I want it to be done. You know what I'm saying? My brothers are in Detroit. They, they want me to get out there every week. I told them, bro, I want to do my stuff here. You know what I'm saying? I think this is going to get me to where I need to be, you know, for next year. So just just doing, making my own decisions and just living with the results, really. I mean, that's that's the main message behind it. Smooth, smooth. What's your goal going into next year? Um, definitely trying to get most improved. Um, shout out to my man, B.I. He got it last year. Yeah, um, I'm in the gym with him. All the time. So I, I know the work it takes. I know, you know, what I got to do to make that happen. So that'd be the main goal for me personally. And then obviously get into the playoffs and, you know, do what we can once we make it there. You guys got a dope young core between you, B.I. and Zion. Talk about has been playing with Zion. Uh, Zion fits my game, you know, perfectly. Perfect. You know, <laughs> Perfect. Catch the 90-foot alley-oop. He can, you know, get hit in short roll for the – um pick and roll, um, ISO the ball with him. You know what I'm saying? He could switch. You know, we could switch when he's on the court. He makes the game a lot easier for all of us, for sure. Yeah, that dude is a freak athlete, man. Y'all chemistry was, like, right on point, like, right away. Like, yeah, he didn't even take it was crazy because he, like, yeah, he didn't really practice like that. He kind of just came in and, you know, we started rolling. And then, um, you know, things started to turn around for us. And then, unfortunately, you know, the corona stuff hit. And we had to take a break and stuff, and we couldn't really find that rhythm in the bubble. But before that, we was definitely clicking. 
Y'all was rolling for sure. Yo, did y'all have like a conversation like, yo, bro, like just throw it anywhere. Like I'll catch it. He actually told me that. I think he was playing, but I was like, all right. So I tested it one game. I forget what game it was. And he really caught that shit. And I was like, all right, well, that's, that's what it is then. So I just started throwing it, it you know, pretty much anywhere. Yeah, he, he catching that, man. Yeah, you guys kind of had like similar hype coming out of coming out of college. It was yeah, real similar, sure. actually. Did you have like a yeah. conversation with him about that? Yeah, yeah, we talked about it. But um, Zion's, he, he got a good head on his shoulders, man. Um, you could tell that he kind of, kind of like my little brother, man. It, it's different now, bro. Kids be in the spotlight at, you know, 15, early, 16. Early, They it's say, like, you bro, young boy, he just signed that coach. deal. Yeah. Young boy, Mikey, he just signed with, what he just signed with? He just signed a deal in ninth grade, bro. Tenth grade. You know what I'm saying? Like, kids just starting early, bro. So, when they get to the, to the big leagues, they already know how to do the media. They already know how to do interviews. It's like, they already been doing it. Melo been in the light since what he was in ninth grade, bro. Because he was in yellow light at first. He was in yellow light. Then he he blossomed into his own. Yeah. And now he got his own hype machine. Talk to me about the moment you realize I'm in the NBA. Like, what was that moment for you? I mean, honestly, bro, like, when I was, like, in the seventh grade, I I didn't think making it to the league was going to be that hard. Like, I just felt like I just had it, honestly. So, like, when I got drafted, it was like – I mean, it was definitely an accomplishment, you know, definitely – you know, a big part of my life and stuff. But for me, it was more about just trying to be the best player in the world. It's always been about that. It hasn't really been making it to the league. I didn't think that was going to be the hard part. I think the hard part was, you know, being an all-star and, and trying to be the best player in the league. That That's what I've always been focused on, and that's what I'm still trying to be focused on to this day. You didn't realize you was getting drafted into the Lake, to the Lakers to maybe, what, May? Whenever, whenever that lottery hit, it was like – because when they got the second pick, I was like, wow, that's a – that's that's, that's crazy how that happened. Yeah, yeah. I was in um, Chino Hills, and that's crazy. That, yeah, that's my favorite number, my my jersey number. And then they ended up getting the second pick, and I was like, man, I really hope I don't go one. <laughs> that was the first time I said that. Like, I hope I'm not the first pick. And then ended up all falling in place, man. I got a quote segment in every episode. So, what's your favorite quote, and why does it resonate with you so much? Favorite quote is actually from Bron. He's when I met him, he told me to keep the main thing the main thing. And that stuck with me, you know, since he told me that, really. What I got out of that was just, you know, basketball is going to open up the door to everything in my life. So as long as I stay focused on that, everything is cool. Shout out to LeBron. Shout out to LeBron. All right, man. I appreciate you coming on, brother. Chino Hills Prodigy, California basketball legend. My guy, Lonzo Bull. Craft Master Podcast. Appreciate having you, bro. Alright,